Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So you want to hear this. Um, there is an initiative called Jumping Kids. It's an organization that assists people who are unable to acquire their own prosthetics and, and fund that and, and assist people who really are in dire need. Uh, that It may be a broken limb or whatever the case may be, and they are there to assist the communities with that. I think it's just absolutely a wonderful initiative. Michael Stevens, who's a director of Jumping Kids, joins us now on the line. Michael, thank you so much for joining us and good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks very much for having me. So what brought this about, Michael, this wonderful opportunity that you're giving to people to call in and say, well, I really have a problem and can you assist? How did you come about with this initiative? So Jumping Kids itself was started by a man called Jan Snaders, who was a prosthetic professional based in Pretoria. And he was overseas working for one of the big manufacturers and they developed a new technique that he thought would be beneficial for Africa. So he came back home to make that work. And I'm a double amputee. I've been one since I was 12 years old. I was electrocuted when I was 12 years old and lost both my limbs. And uh, the two of us met and started talking. And uh, he told me about Jumping Kids and what he wanted to do. And uh, I, I joined from there. And essentially what Jumping Kids is about is it, it is focused on children. Um, we focus on childhood amputees who require assistance and who would otherwise not be able to afford it because of the high cost and barriers involved. So over the last 10 years, he and I have um, helped and supported hundreds of kids uh, within the country and some within Africa with equipment. But our three pillars are essentially mobility, supplying the equipment, education, uh, making sure that these kids that we support get into schools, specifically mainstream schooling, and access to sporting opportunities so that they are using the equipment that we give them. And if they show potential, that they have the opportunity to train and potentially go on to the Paralympics. You bring up such an important point. I want to ask you about the education element um, and just honestly how real it is to get these children into mainstream schools. We've had this massive debate over the December period where there is tensions between people who are uh, advocates of people living with disabilities saying access is horrendous and the department saying, well, that's not true. We we are absolutely forward thinking and we have been given uh, giving people access. What's the re- real um, story on the ground? Because you probably are, are seeing this yourselves with people coming through. Yeah, well, I mean, that is the reason that we, we got into this. It's essentially because these kids are being obstructed from accessing schools, mainstream schooling, due to issues around accessibility. People saying they won't be able to get around or bullying or, you know, there are a variety of reasons or excuses why they are withheld from school. And then on top of that, there aren't enough spaces within schools with disabilities and there are people or children who require those spaces because they suffer with severe disabilities and require additional um, assistance. So unfortunately, it is a massive issue. I mean, I think the, the, there was a, a report out last year that said that there are 600,000 disabled children in this country who are not in school at all. And Ma- that's completely unacceptable. Ma- Michael, in terms of the infrastructure and its capabilities to, to at least host these children, how real is that, is that scenario or is that just an excuse? Look, I think it is real. There are barriers to this, but those barriers are often um, exacerbated by people's perception, you know, which is why it, we, when we look at it with a child who's got a lower limb amputation, if we supply them with equipment, and then we say to we are able to support them in all of the 
maintenance work so that their mobility is never an issue, then the stairs aren't an issue either. They can quite easily climb the stairs and manage themselves and be, you know, highly active children with these solutions. So then those excuses or the barriers fall away. Um, but, you know, that's why the first part is making sure that they're mobile enough that those barriers are no longer an issue. And then to motivate to the school to say, you know, there's no reason why these kids can't come to your school. Yes, they have a prosthetic limb, but they are smart and capable and talented and they show all the potential of their able-bodied peers. I'm, I'm hearing you use the term excuse. Are you getting the sense this, that the problem here is attitude change? Definitely. We have to get to a point where there are more kids with disabilities in mainstream schools so that it becomes normalized for everybody to see this and normalized for everybody to assist where required as well. I do see it as, a, as an excuse in many cases because I was the kid. You know, when I was in my, involved in an accident at 12 years old, I went back to my mainstream school and went on to a very big high school that was three stories and awkward to get around. And I was in a wheelchair for almost three years where I had friends and people within the school who would support me. If I needed to go up the stairs, someone would grab the wheelchair in the front or the back and pick it up and take me. It's, it's all doable, but it requires a bit of assistance and it requires a mind, sh- mind shift that says that it's not such a big deal to have the kid and that kids will adapt and help each other. I mean, it's it's such an interesting thing that you're making a point of, but I'm I'm also getting the sense that you you're almost exhausted by by pleading and pleading. Are we are we going? You know, are we getting any better at this? As as for instance, the department getting any better at this? It's probably not going to be fixed overnight. But is there a sense that there is improvement? There's definitely improvement, you know, and and the department is working and forward thinking and trying to assist. And there are more and more schools who are willing to be involved. We just need to, you know, push a little bit harder to make sure that there are more kids who are getting in, which is why Jumping Kids over the last three years has moved on to supply bursaries to our Jumping Kids and kids who show potential within our system so that they can access these schools and go to even better schools. This year, we uh, were fortunate enough to assist two of our kids to get into, one has gone into Pretoria Boys High in grade eight, and the other has gone into King Edward VII School. Fantastic schools. And those schools are 100% on board and assisting with everything that's required. So there is positive momentum. I just would like it to move a little bit faster. And in terms of being exhausted, no, not at all. I will continue to push on it <laughs> until the end. Michael, I, I like the approach. You're not saying let's build specialized school. You're saying let's get them into mainstream schools. Tell me why the distinction. Because, you know, to put someone into a specialized school separates them from society. And I don't think that that's an effective way to do things because then when they exit that school, they're not in a specialized world. So rather let's mainstream and let's get used to the idea that we are diverse and, you know, that having a disability is not the end of the world and that potentially that child with a disability has the potential to be the next, you know, great scientist, the next great sportsman, whatever. You know, they have as much potential as everybody else when given the, the additional assistance that they may require, whether that be a wheelchair or a prosthetic or a hearing aid or whatever. How do we help you, Michael? For many of us who are listening, who think this is a fantastic initiative, how do we help you? 
Um, I mean, it starts with what we're talking about, having the conversations and asking your school or your area, what are we doing? How do we support kids that may be in the area to be more involved? And then if you want to see more about what Jumping Kids is doing and support us as an organization, you can go onto the website, www.jumpingkids.org.za. You can look at our social media and all the things our kids are doing and find time and space within yourself to get involved. But the important part is that conversation and the mind shift. If we can get that going, then I see massive potential. Good on you, Michael. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Michael Stevens, who's a director of Jumping Kids. And do go to their uh, social media platforms. Really, they do wonderful things. We've been speaking a lot over the December holidays around access to education, particularly for people uh, living with disabilities. This, for me, is a fantastic initiative. This is These are the people to go to. You've got problems. They will assist you with making all of those difficulties you know, easier on you. They will help you get through. So they do all sorts of other things as well, helping you get uh, prosthetics for those who can't afford it, uh, opportunities of sporting activities and so on. So I think it's really a wonderful initiative. Jumping Kids is the name of the organization, www.jumpingkids.co.za. 10 minutes to 2.